Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. I'm your host, Kent Ingle, president of Southeastern University. And wow, it's a privilege today uh, to uh, have our guest join us on Framework Le- uh, Leadership, Florida Supreme Court Justice Charles Kennedy. And Justice Kennedy is a Lakeland native who's been practicing law since, what, 1979? That's correct. So, yeah. And, and you've served in the Florida House of Representatives for 14 years. Then you served in, in Congress for, for eight years. And I mean, it's just an honor to have you with us today on the show. Well, I am delighted to be with you. It's a great privilege. You know, I want to start our conversation by talking about the moment you discovered your passion for working, um, you know, in the judicial system and and participating and really shaping the legal landscape of our nation, uh, our state as well, in a pretty significant way. Well, I've always been interested in public service and I um, spent a a significant part of my life as a lawmaker um, in the Florida legislature and in Congress, Uh, but I found that being a judge is kind of a a, a perfect position that marries the love of public service and the love of the law, which I also had. And so in that position, I can uh, uh, be a public servant, uh, but also have my life dedicated to the law. Yeah, yeah. Now... Working in, in, in a lot of political positions of administration and then working in the judicial system, you're obviously in the public eye uh, uh, quite a bit. How do, you, how do you stick to your core beliefs, your values, um, you know, amidst what would be a lot of criticism, especially in the day we live in now with social media? Well, I, a judge or, uh, or anyone in public service has to a certain extent just tune that out. Sure. It's particularly important for judges because we, we really can't be influenced by public opinion about issues. We are uh, there to uh, apply the law as it's written. written. Um, and, it, and that's not to be affected by the swings in public opinion. Now, public opinion can affect the making of sure. the laws, and they can get it changed, but that's not the function of, of the judges. So really have to tune that out and always remember that we've taken an oath to uphold the Constitution and the laws. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the, t- the, uh, the touchstone for what we do, uh, faithfulness to that oath that we have taken. Yeah, we're we're taping this podcast uh, on Constitution Day celebration here, uh, especially at Southeastern University, and you came to share with our political science students and and so many others. Um, how important is the Constitution in our nation, and and how how do we continue to protect it, defend it, uh, keep it strong and powerful? Well, the Constitution is amazingly important. It is the foundation for our whole system of government. It is, in in an important way, it's a foundation for our whole way of life. Um, And the the United States Constitution is really a a remarkable thing in the history of the world. Never before in the history of the world had any people deliberated uh, in framing a constitution and then in considering whether it should be adopted. Um, and this just sets us apart from anything that had ever happened before in the history of the world. There have been other constitutions, but nothing that had gone through that uh, process um, in, uh, in which the, the Constitution really flowed out of the consent of the governed, and it flowed out of reflection and choice by the people. So it's truly a remarkable. And I think when we look at the Constitution in the context of that history, we uh, should all be encouraged to remember what a precious thing it is that yeah. we have. Yeah. And, and we're always um, 
you know, encouraging our students to understand the value of what the Constitution gives to us in terms of a voice and being able to reach out and not sit on the political uh, sidelines, but everyone has a chance to participate and be important. So uh, how, how would you encourage this next generation to be involved in, in politics, so to speak, and, and be involved in, in really civically getting engaged in serving? Well, I think there's always opportunities for people who wish to be civically engaged by offering themselves for office, for being involved in, in other uh, activities related to uh, that process. But I, I would encourage people um, to really focus on learning about the history of our country, yeah. learning about the history of the Constitution, learning about what the Constitution actually says right. and how it's operated. I think that really gives people a very firm foundation for the activities they'll yeah. undertake. Um, but if people are, are not aware of that rich heritage uh, that we have inherited, I think sometimes they can go astray, yeah. and they need to understand that uh, to, to really firmly ground them as good citizens. Yeah. I remember we hosted uh, uh, Virginia uh, uh, Cox on campus. She's a, a congresswoman I think, out of North Carolina, and she pulled out uh, her copy of the Constitution, and it was a worn out, right. but she kept it with her. And I thought, wow, that is so powerful to always have that, you know, especially when you're serving, to have that close by and making sure that you are, you know, you are bringing that to life in the way that we should do life in this nation. Well, uh, that is a, a very important point. And I think it's wonderful for legislators to have that sort of attitude toward the Constitution. Obviously, that is Absolutely required for judges. Yeah, judges yeah. must understand that. Um, but even legislators, I know some. sometimes I've talked to legislators in the past who thought, well, I'm not going to worry about whether this law is constitutional or not. We'll let the courts worry sure. about that. No, 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 no. Wrong attitude. Right. Uh, everyone who take because the, the legislators take the same oath that I do, essentially. Yeah. And so they've got a responsibility to uphold the Constitution as well. So in their lawmaking, they need to be mindful of that and not delegate that responsibility just to the courts. It's yeah. a responsibility of anybody, the executive, uh, the, the legislative, anyone involved in government has that responsibility to uphold the Constitution. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, what do you envision um, as you look at our nation today and, and you look at all the, the, the challenges, issues that, that, that we are facing, um, what do you envision happening over the next few years with the state of, of our nation uh, in, in terms of, of, you know, the issues and challenges that we have to face? I'm optimistic about the future. I think we have a country which is amazingly resilient. Yeah. I think we have a people uh, that is amazingly diverse and that is part of our strength. You know, it's wonderful that our country is really founded on an idea yeah. um, it, uh, of equal justice um, and liberty um, and uh, the consent of the governed. Those, that set of ideas are, are what underlies our country. We're not just based on, like, just the people who were born right. here, people of a particular ethnic group. 
uh, like there are some countries in the world. Um, we uh, are based on that idea, and I think that gives us an amazing strength. And people, it's it's a wonderful thing that people from all over the world want to come to this country. Yeah. Uh, and many people who've made an enormous contribution to the life of this country have have come with nothing, yeah. with absolutely nothing, uh, and then have uh, made. Uh, a great contribution to to our society. So I think that's a great strength of our country, and um, I'm 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 optimistic. We face challenges. It's uh, the world is always changing, and things are always uh, there are difficulties that we encounter that we would not have anticipated. But I'm overall optimistic about the future. Yeah. And I love the last uh, phrase of of the preamble uh, in the Constitution where it talks about to secure the blessings of liberty. And I, you know, I, we have so many amazing students and you see their desire to make a difference, to have an impact, to, to literally secure blessing for their generation and the next generation and the next generation and so forth. How important is it for leaders and college students, especially to develop um, the passion, develop soft, hard skills. Tell us why these elements are so crucial when they enter their fields of, of, of service, whether that's in education, that's in business, that's in healthcare, and the contribution they make to our country. I think it's always critical for people to understand that what they are doing is a part of something bigger than them, yeah. that they are involved in a great enterprise uh, which others have contributed to, which others are involved in, and which future generations will benefit from. And it's, it, 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 it moves people away from a narrow focus, just yeah. a, a narrow selfish focus when they understand that. It also, I think it makes people um, more resilient when they right. face uh, difficulties yes. uh, and when they face setbacks. They understand that they are a part of something bigger and that there are, uh, there's a history to it. And there's a future, yeah. and that the, 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 their labors now will benefit not just them and the people around them, but people in the future. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. our posterity. Exactly. Yeah, no, and it is amazing to hear the students talk about wanting to to serve and wanting to be involved and wanting to engage and to be a solution uh, right. in their unique way. So it's exciting to come alongside students and, and empower them to have a voice like that. We're going to move into our, our fire round. I just appreciate the time that you uh, are giving to us to have this conversation. But in the fire round, we always ask a few questions surrounding kind of everything we've discussed. And, and I want to uh, kind of answer with your quick gut. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and we want to grab a few practical and applicable advice pieces of of advice from from uh, your experiences for all of our listeners today. So I'll begin with the first one. What is the first piece of advice you would give to young adults just starting to get their foot out the door and take on new opportunities? Be a good listener. Ah, Be a good listener. A lot of people like to talk, but sometimes people don't like to listen. Yeah. But what we need in leadership and in all uh, uh, aspects of life is people who are good listeners. And that's important in the family. That's important in every realm of life. Yeah, so good. If you could sit down with any leader, past or present, who would it be and why would, why would you want to do that? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think I would want to sit down with Winston Churchill. 
Oh, that oh, powerful! I was, you know, we're celebrating and, and honoring the Queen, but uh, it, fascinating. I mean, she led what seventy years, but wasn't it Winston Churchill who was the Prime Minister when she actually? That's right. He was her first Prime Minister. Prime Minister, yes. and yes. and I understand was a mentoring influence in, yes. in her life in a significant way. Final question: What is one piece of advice you would give leaders when combating disagreement? I think that. Um, approaching everyone with respect mm. is the foundation when we are uh, confronted with disagreement. We have to try to understand the perspectives that different people bring to the table. And we can't do that without having a kind of a fundamental respect uh, for those individuals uh, as individuals. And I think that that doesn't mean at the end of the day we can all necessarily agree. Yeah. Sometimes we have to agree to disagree. Right. But hopefully, uh, in most contexts, we can agree to disagree agreeably sure. and yes. respectfully. Yeah. Um, but if there's not that respect that underlies those kind of encounters, uh, it's we're not going to go in the right direction. Yeah, uh, well said, well said. Well, Justice Kennedy, I, I want to thank you for joining us today. Grateful for your service, your commitment to serving our state and serving our nation, and you definitely have, have had an impact and will continue to have an impact on, on years to come with your leadership and service. So thank you for that, and thank you for joining us today on Framework Leadership. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be with you. 